Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the one, the only, the Green White Checker podcast with Shaken Drake, Joe, Biggles, Red Falcon, as always. Um, well, let's get right into it, folks. Uh, had quite a lot of drama happen off the track pretty much the day after we recorded, recorded our last episode. Um, so just missed it by hair, but obviously want to go over the, the Hendrick penalties and the Denny penalty and everything uh, there and in, in, uh, entailed. So Hendrick hit with... Was it the largest penalty, largest single team penalty in NASCAR history? Um, huge amount of money, crew chief suspensions, um, point deductions, the lot. Um, what, do, what do we think about uh, that whole situation? 100% warranted. I want to make sure my colleague got the same penalty as well. Thank you. Mm. True. Right. Of course. How could I forget? Thanks, Joe. That matters. <laughs> well joe is the hms homer so joe this 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 hits you yeah it, it do does you um it, it does it it's it is fair it is the same penalty that rfk and frm got last year for modifying manufactured parts so i can't fault nascar for being consistent that's that's all we want with really anything nascar related we want them to be consistent with penalties with how they call races and stuff like that so I'm glad they at least did that, and we'll, you know, there's been a bunch of fallout kind of the past week, you know, Chad Knauss kind of ripped NASCAR a little bit in his press conference in Atlanta, and Dale Jr. seemed to kind of be a little more on Hendrick's side, so we'll see, I don't know. Like JRM has some sort of Hendrick connection. Yeah, I know, yeah. that that is interesting. <laughs> it's hard, it's easy for me as a Hendrick fan to say I don't like the single supplier stuff, but you're going to get a lot of these problems if they're sending teams crappy parts and they're forced to do something so they can, I don't know. No, so they well, can fit. Let's, let's slow down there a little bit. I, I don't think this was a, uh, this part is detriment. This part's going to fall apart or in the car. Let's fix it. So it doesn't, I think this was a clear, <laughs> this is just a clear, let's shave this down and get an advantage kind of part. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I wouldn't say that's, and that very well on NASCAR for sending crappy parts, you know, I'm, you know, not saying they haven't done that in some regard, but I don't think this is that case at all. I think they tried to cheat the system, but I also think that, you know, it was caught and taken away Friday. And honestly, they're going to, I feel like they're going to get a reduction in the penalty. Yeah. I think my big, my big thing is, like you said, it was, they didn't race with it. They might've practiced with it, but they didn't, they didn't race. race with it, really. They didn't race mm, with one before. Yeah. Yeah, maybe last week they didn't race one, really. Hey, this is the it. first time they came across a louver that, boy, this just doesn't fit. You know it would be a great idea. We should shave it down. Hey, this is you, the first you, time they hey, did that. You bring, you bring 10 cheats to track and hope they let exactly. you have one. So what else so, are they cheating with? Yeah. Henry <laughs> likes to act like they're all above the rules. Where's the other nine, huh? What was, what was Gordon saying? Something about, oh, you know, we have integrity. So when we get questioned with, about our integrity, we, we get – we. We fight back or something. I forget if it was Gordon or Knauss. Jeff I mean, Gordon has never had a cheated car in his life. Never once. You know, the no, T-Rex yeah. car, totally legal. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, yeah he I got mean, to. Dale Jarrett, Jarrett's a saint. He never cheated in his entire life. Oh. Just that good. <laughs> right. Hey, you ain't, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But I they mean, got it, caught, so. At the end of the day, everybody cheats. You know, they, they, people love yeah. to give Toyota shit for whatever reason. Oh, cheating Yoda's. But the uh, fact is, everybody does it. It's just, eventually you're going to get caught. Um. I think the parts were probably not great. Like I, I believe that a single source supplier could have quality issues and the parts won't fit right. At the same time, I believe that Hendrick 
would have taken the opportunity to optimize the parts to the best of their ability. So they made them fit better, <laughs> if that makes sense. They, they, they improved the part while making it fit. Uh, I could definitely see that happening. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's warranted if they do reduce it. I think that's kind of horseshit. I don't care what the reasoning is, um, you know, because the rule is do not mess with the parts. And NASCAR knew there was an issue and said, do not mess with the parts. So I don't think there should be any reason to sort of pull that back. Um, and they, they, like Joe said, they set the precedent last year. You know, that's, that's the penalty for it. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Um, now, I do sort of sympathize with teams. And if you do have a situation where these suppliers, because I don't know what their, you know, quality control processes are, you know, these teams are so used to having control over everything that touched their race car. And now that control has been taken away from them. So they are at the mercy of the single source supplier. And who knows? Who knows what they're giving them? Um, So it's it's going to be a problem, you know, and, and you could also argue that this is the team's own doing. You know, we always hear about NASCAR wanting to cut costs for the teams and and they need to save money, need to save money. Well, this is where that road leads you. So I don't know. I, I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't. Because, you know, we always want to cut costs, and this is one way you do that. So you got what you wanted. Yeah. So I, I have a thought on possible reasons why this happened. And it's <laughs> complete speculation. What do the cars look like after Auto Club? Anybody? Like they went through a cheese grater. Race cars. Yeah. Yeah. They got sandblasted, right? So is it possible that maybe they modify them, like clean them up because they were damaged? You know, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know. But, I mean, I mean yeah. is that what Brad did, though? I believe Brad got in trouble because like their deck lid or something like that was they were trying to repair it. Like it wasn't like they just fully modified exactly. it. Allegedly, yep. they just tried repairing it. So. Apparently, that doesn't matter in the eyes of NASCAR. At least historically, it doesn't. Well, I mean, has Hendrick even made, I don't know, I may have just missed this. Have they made an official statement as to, like, I don't know if teams ever really do that, make some statement as to, like, what the situation was and why they're going to be appealing? You know what I mean? Like, have they said, oh, well, it was damaged or, oh, it was the parts were the wrong size. I'm going to shoot them down. Like, have they made any kind of statement like that that we've seen? Yeah. They, they, they said it was, they didn't fit and they wanted the hood to close. So I feel like they would have then been like, oh, well, we didn't we didn't adjust it. It was or like, you know, we tried repairing it. And then that argument would already been made unless they knew that wouldn't work. And then they're trying to use some other excuse. But either way, I mean, I don't know. I think well, and it's like all four of them got nailed. So it's like if, right. if you were if you were just having. So your single source supplier can't make a good part, but they can make eight bad ones exactly the same that you have to modify. <laughs> like, that's kind of interesting. Right. Um, well, and then you got. Justin Haley's over there. I mean, AJ's wasn't supposedly cheated up. It doesn't make sense to me. They said Did they check AJ's. I'm not now. I mean, AJ's think... just such a stand up guy. He said, guys, yeah, don't yeah, cheat my 100%. parts. All right. I, if I'm going to win, it's going to be on my own talent, not because I cheated better. You know what? You know, it's just such a stand up guy. You know, I mean, maybe the one investigative thing that NASCAR could have done would be pull all the Chevy because in theory, it should affect all the Chevys. Yeah. Right. At the very least. Yeah. So pull all the Chevy louvers and just see what the heck's going on. You know, you know, Big John over there on AJ's team saw NASCAR coming and changed him out real quick or something. <laughs> I'm certainly not saying that there's nothing to Hendrick's argument, you know, but 
I want to see pictures. I didn't wake up yesterday. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> right. these teams like, you know, oh, well, we're going to shave it down. Or we're going <laughs> to. I wonder, too, how much these guys, when they cheat up a part, say, OK, if we get caught, this is our excuse. You know what I mean? Like how much forethought right. is given into that? Right. Again, exactly. like, on, I mean. on the assumption that this was a cheat and this wasn't. You know, the it part's was, not fitting, but it's a clear It's like you've got, like, there's got to be something. Okay, if we get caught with this, this is our reasoning. This is our excuse. We get caught with this. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's. Right. There's like they were ready plan. to go. Right. They were ready to go with excuses and reasoning. So it's like, you know, they see this as an opportunity. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to push this line. And if we get caught, this is what we're going to say. And we're going to stick to it. Like, you, you know, they do that. So. I don't know. I think I think there's issues on both sides here, but I don't think you can go light on Hendrick um, because you've brought the hammer down previously. Right. And it's it's supposed to be a hard rule. You do not touch these parts. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. Yep. Spec parts, baby. Mm hmm. But you know, and again, as a as a sorry, you cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say as a as a clear fan of the underdogs of uh, being a McDowell fan, a LaJoy fan. I mean, I've, I've you know, kind of said multiple, you know, not here, but I've said multiple times you know, privately that I do like the spec, the move a little bit more of a move towards spec. You know, it's less of a who has the most money and who's going to win. Like, you know, say some other motorsports <laughs> formula one are like very heavy on. Um, I kind of like evening the playing field to some degree. Um, call me a socialist or whatever, but you know, I kind of like that, but um, this is like, you know, obviously some of the repercussions is the the lack of being able to make any kind of adjustments to those parts. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But um, another penalty that got hit pretty hard um, was good old Denny Hamlin um, hit mm-hmm. for intentionally what was, was essentially intentionally wrecking Ross. Right. It was essentially the, the call there. <laughs> they penalize him for having a podcast. Is what yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so I mean, I'll get into a lot of that. Just kind of my initial thoughts. Obviously hit with a. um penalty for that and it's it's the thing that instantly got brought to my mind was what what was it It was like early on Bubba not super early on but like he got like he wrecked somebody and then there's a a video of him talking to someone in the infield like or no he spun out on or like he spun out brought out a caution and like he admitted to someone in the infield just kind of there's like oh did you on purpose like yeah I did it on purpose I need the caution and then I remember that it's and everyone's like you're an idiot why would you say that outright but now we got Denny yeah, you know, I don't want to get Denny's saying this on his podcast about him, like, you know, rubbing up on on Ross. And everyone's like, well, there's NASCAR hitting him for this. He just first right first amendment right. He can say whatever he wants. So it's like, yeah, he can. But it doesn't mean you don't get penalized for it. It's like, why would you openly admit something like that on the pocket? It's, to me, it's a dumb move on Denny. I get why NASCAR did it. Do I like the NASCAR did it? I don't know. I don't think so, because I, I always like the boys have at it kind of mentality to some degree. But. I don't know. I think that's my main thing with this. It's like, why would you say anything on the podcast about it? I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts. The question is, what's what's the statute of limitations? Exactly. You know, how long does that go? Can he say right. something three months later? Two years later? Yeah. So this is, this is a week later, though. I like I like what Tony said. Um, he said, if the officials didn't call anything during a race and everybody left the track, it's done. I agree. You yeah. Know, whatever, whatever you want to say after that. Like, like in the Bubba thing, you know, I, he was still at the track. It was still the race was still going on. You know, everything's still in the wasn't moment. That, so. Wasn't that after the race? That was after. I thought it was, it was in well it. after. Was it after? Yeah, that was oh, well then, after the right, race. In that case, I thought he was interviewed. Either way, a NASCAR official right sitting up in the booth watching some dude post on Twitter a clip of Bubba Wallace under the infield. 
my my viewpoint is I don't give a shit what a guy says. Like we all know when somebody wrecks somebody intentionally. You know what, what about Chase Elliott when he got in front of Harvick at Bristol? He said on the radio, "Where's the five and four at? I want to go help the five. And he just he sat in, in Harvick's way. How's that not manipulating the race? Right. Like, I, I mean, I've, I don't know. I think like where do you draw that line? My thing. Yeah. My point is more so the president's been set. If you openly admit to doing something like that, NASCAR is going to hit you for it. Like, yeah. I don't care if it's it's still the week after the race. Like, it's still fresh. Like, if this was like th- like a year later, three months later, even like, OK, I'd be pretty, you know, it'd be a completely different story. Like, again, like said, Statue of in my mind, it's like, OK, the race is well done with at this point. This time, like, a, a few days later, we're still fresh on the race. The most recent thing in our mind. So if you admit to it again, that precedent has been set. NASCAR is going to hit you for it. Now, like you said, I, I don't know if I like that, because, again, I like the being able to go at it. I like like guy yeah. like hearing that a guy did that because it adds to the drama right. and everything yeah but the presence and, has been set so why are you going to go on your podcast and then act like oh i can't believe they hit me with this whenever you openly admitted to it when that president's already there you know what i mean that's yeah my point well and, i mean what do they expect the drivers to do just nothing it's going to kill right. nascar if they make it to where they can't touch a guy right well, yeah, like what, do, what do you do you know ross runs over you a bunch of times gotta get and- him back you feel slighted by it and not even Ross, like just anybody, right. You know, they can run over you a bunch of times and you can't do anything back. Or if you do, you can't say nothing. Well, that's no fun for the fans. Like the fans like to get into it and, and, you know, cheer or boo their guy. Like it just makes it more fun and more exciting. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I mean, yeah. it's just funny that NASCAR and, and media and stuff like that will hype these rivalries up. Oh, is he going to get them this time? Right. But then we flip around and we penalize them for it. Like, what? No, yeah. that's kind of yeah. dumb. And like, and it is different because, and like, Denny, in my mind, didn't actually like pursue Ross to wreck him. He had, it was like an opportunity. Like, I think he did get in too hot. He's like, well, the one's there. He's coming with. Right. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like Bubba and Lars right hooked him into yeah. the wall. Right. Or something like that. And they didn't collect a bunch of cars. You know, it was just between them. And then supposedly they handled it after the race and they were fine. It's the softest um, wreck, you know, intentional wreck yeah. that I've ever seen. And right. we're getting a penalty for it. Like the 2010 Atlanta race where Carl Edwards flips Kozlowski. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like yeah. he almost killed Kozlowski and they're just, and, and even admit that he did it on purpose. And they're just like, eh, it is what it is. But then we get this and they're like, oh, big penalty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. You, Carl Edwards, uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> He's sit not going to kill my well, son. And, and also, Denny, Denny. And I mean, and you look at the fl- somebody, uh, sorry, Joe, but I, I don't want to lose this thought. Go, go, go. You know, you talk about admitting it. Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth never admitted nothing. Yeah, he said he blew, he blew it higher. That's all that happened. What do you mean? <laughs> admitted to what? Like a right front? Yeah, that's all, he, that's all that happened. He's what still are you got talking suspended. about? <laughs> well, now, and Denny, Denny's saying that, like, he didn't, because he wasn't going to appeal, and then he, read the read the report he's like wait i didn't do anything wrong i didn't do what they said i did so you know i i hate yeah the, he didn't I, go into too much detail yeah i i hate the penalty too i i you know like obviously yeah matt kenseth and bubba last year with kyle larson yeah those are obvious dangerous wrecks and, and you, you should do that knowing you're probably getting penalized but you frankly yeah. don't care you know or like you know right. especially in the kenseth situation mainly it's like right you're you know i <laughs> i'm perfectly fine with that penalty because kenseth Knew he was, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, that blatant. I mean, even, you know, Junior classic radio line. I've heard of dumping a guy, not whatever he said. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> heard of wrecking a guy, not killing uh, him or whatever. 
that was when I really became a Kesef fan. Oh, stop. Oh, That's one uh, all-time great <laughs> moments. That and Tony Stewart backing into Brad Keselowski after the Coke 600 are two oh, yeah. of my favorite moments of guys that I generally didn't really care for and then oh. ended up loving them after that. But Did you see when Matt charged Brad Keselowski? I forget where they were. They might have been Charlotte. That was Charlotte, yeah. Like, he's... Keselowski just walking through the trailers. All of a sudden, Matt just comes yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That was that was all that race. I think it was like was it? Uh, oh. I mean, Keselowski got beat up like three times. That's all. One of my all time favorite moments in NASCAR <laughs> was Keselowski going after him after the race ended, and then him still trying to wreck him in pit lane, and then Tony like him getting into Tony, Tony throwing into reverse, Brad realizing what's happening, backing up, getting caught in the car behind him, and Tony just railing him. <laughs> and then like three people beating up Kozlowski after it was, Oh, that's still one of my all time favorite moments. And that's the stuff you love. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, you know, you guys start penalizing guys for fighting in pit lane after like, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like you said, I, I think that we got to be careful with where we're penalizing that to some degree, because you know, you don't yeah. want NASCAR to become formula one or like so many other more sport where like you get penalized for touching the guy, but you know, you also, there's certain points you need to like with the Kinza thing where it's like, yeah, okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. It's blatant. It's obvious. So it's like, where do you draw the line? Like you said, like, is it, if nothing kind of like to Tony's point, like you said, was if it's not called during the race, don't worry about it later. Um, yeah. But again, like I said, I don't, I don't know. I go back and forth on it a little bit. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like the, the precedent has been set. I'm saying like going forward, right. You know, we should kind of relook at this and, and sort of reassess how we do this, you know, cause and then, you know, the, the other topic was, you know, Joey Logano and William Byron, you know, one of Joe's favorite moments at Darlington. You know, Joey basically got out of the car and said he shoved Byron on purpose. Right. So do we do we penalize Joey for that? Or, you know, another Joey great moment, Martin Truex at Martinsville, where he moved Martin at Martinsville. You know, where where do we draw this line? You know, because he said, oh, there was four championships. So, like, we know that you're bumping somebody out of the way on purpose. You're affecting the race. So, you know, where do we draw this line? I think... I think what NASCAR did is, is they did do the boys have added era for a while. Cause I mean, technically that's done. Um, yeah. And I think they saw how wild it can get. So they <laughs> sort of, <laughs> so they sort of pulled back a lot. Um, but I think there's, a, I think there is a happy medium where it's like, you can let these guys deal with it. Right. At least themselves. And then if it does start to get into a situation where you're seeing them wreck each other every week and you're starting to see them collect other people, you know, collect innocent people, stuff like that. Then you step in and say, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Like, honestly, I thought the way they handled Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick that other year was perfect. You know, they let they let Harvick get his revenge after Bristol. Well, well, first, I guess they let they let Chase come out and, and block Harvick at Bristol. And then they let Harvick do his thing. Um, And then post Roval, they sat him down, had a conversation. And that was it. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think that was the right way to handle it. Right. Um, so I don't know. And I, I do like the idea of a guy getting out of the car. Yeah, I'll put him in the wall because fuck that guy. Like, that's <laughs> right. That's awesome. You yeah. know, we see all these clips of Dale Earnhardt. I meant to rattle his cage. Like, I don't know. It's just part of the sport is what makes it not F1. Right. I think, too, I, I mean, I just I wanted to, I thought of this a minute ago, too, of like, you mentioned like NASCAR hyping it up or like media hyping it up. I think a lot of times we're like, well, the NASCAR social media person posted this on the Instagram and they're penalizing him for it. It's like, it's a completely different sector. Like, people are quick to freaking do the, like, well, NASCAR posted, it's like, no, they posted an exciting moment of the race and on their social media. Anyway, just a little pet peeve I have in mind with 
Twitter and being like, oh, they're encouraging it. No, they posted an exciting moment on their social media platform. Anyway, just my little tidbit. But um, moving on to the uh, to the actual racing from this week. Um, good old. Oh, I have one more thought. Oh. I have one more thought on penalties. Oh, my gosh. Zach. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought about this today. And I wish just one close. I wish penalties were more exciting than just like fines and, and points and stuff like that. I think they should do some fun stuff. Like we're about to we're about to talk about the Xfinity race and Josh Williams got just suspended. You know what they should make him do? Make him do like valet service for the race. <laughs> or uh Denny, he put Ross's car in a wall. Make him go to the track house and, and pull out the fenders. Um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hendrick, you know, they're they're having this issue with the parts. Okay, Hendrick. Um, you can now go to our single source supplier since you're so good at fixing louvers and you can help them with their quality <laughs> control process. Yeah, you can take that on and make sure we get better parts. I think we could be more creative with, with penalties <laughs> and actually bring some value back to the sport. Mm. Community it's like, service. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. It's like the um, which is like <clears throat> a, uh, ta- like you know, wrongdoing appropriate discipline where it's like you correct yeah. the action that you did instead of just like a blatant like you're grounded. It's like no, you go correct what you did wrong, and that's your exactly go apologize to your brother for hitting him. And you have to put on his band aid. It's like <laughs> that's right because points and 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 fines are boring. You know we yeah. we have some more phone penalties. Yeah. I, just, I had that thought the other make day. Make them run <laughs> if they ever intentionally wreck a Rick Ware car. Make them switch cars for a race and see what happens. But you know what I would do? I would make I would make Ross and Denny ride on the truck when they do the drive around every <laughs> they race. Have to ride on the same plane to every race until they've made up <laughs> um, the rest of the year. <laughs> well, off to Atlanta um, truck race. Um, I personally do not watch the truck race, but uh, how did we uh, how did we feel about that? Chit show. Yep. Yeah. That yep. sums up about any truck yep. race. So. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Next. Um, well, on to the Xfinity race. Uh, shit show. Shit show. But. Shit show. Quite an exciting moment with uh, American sweetheart Josh Williams. Um, the Fucking park love it. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I had heard little to know about Josh Williams prior to this race. Maybe that's just me not being super up to date on, on current Xfinity field. But I mean, but now, like you know, everyone knows this guy's name. Like what a what a what a move by him. Um, obviously, didn't do it for the PR moment. Did it in the heat of the moment, frustration. But what a freaking awesome move by him um gets penalized got in a wreck earlier piece of bear bond or whatever fell off the car nascar called him to park it because of uh and put debris out on the track and dude's tired of it parks it on the start finish line walks out of the car gives a little wave to the official stand on his way to this pit box and i mean what a move you know what i mean what a move legend status for sure mm-hmm. yeah i'm I've been a Josh Williams fan for a little bit, you know, kind of picked him in DFS lineups here and there. And it's like, oh, man, this guy's, you know, doing better than his equipment. And then looked into him and was like, oh, you know, he's got his own little team going. He's, you know, working on it, everything. And then it really took off for me in 2001 at Martinsville when him and Junior got into it. And Junior's just racing kind of like a dickhead, right? Oh, that was Richmond. I thought it was Martinsville. It could be because I know Junior ran both. But either way, they're going at it. And I mean, Josh Williams is kind of frustrated by this dickhead racing him like an asshole. And but he gets out of the car and goes over and just starts like, oh, that's great. That was fun, you know, type shit. Whereas any other drivers going and like they're pissed off. They're trying to fight or they're no emotion like Chase Elliott. 
And huh? <laughs> nice. you know, it just made me love Josh Williams a little more. Well, then up to last year, 2022, I'm at Road America and I decide, well, I've got a fender with me. I got an Eric Almarola fender with me. I'm trying to get signed by all the drivers, right? They're doing driver introductions for the Xfinity guys. And with how they have it set up, they have like a fenced in area overlooking victory lane and they're the drivers are walking up there. Well, I'm going to sneak around the back, right? So I, I get back there. There's, back. Yeah, there's yeah. nobody there. And all the drivers are there and there's just like two security guards, but we're talking like a 50 year old 90 pound woman and a 75-year-old guy that's probably under 100 pounds. Like, they're not securing anything, right? <laughs> well, I'm just standing there and waiting, just seeing what the drivers are doing. And this little kid walks up next to me, and I hear him go, oh, there's Ty Gibbs. I'm like, oh, this kid must be a Ty Gibbs fan, right? And... I thought you were going to say little kid was Ty Gibbs. No, oh, well, I mean, eh. <laughs> <laughs> And I hear the kid's dad, or I assume it's his dad, Go where? And the kid goes right there. And now I'm expecting, you know, hey, Ty Gibbs, come over, give me an autograph. Ah, no, completely opposite. This guy goes off. Hey, Ty Gibbs, fuck you, you piece of shit. Sucking, like, just going off. Just all the cuss words, like, barf like shit. In front of the child. That's right. And Josh Williams is, like, on the steps to go being introduced, right? And he turns around and just goes, come over this fence and say it. And this guy just keeps going off, right? And I'm just like in awe. And you got this little white lady like, sir, you got to stop. You got to stop, sir. You know, not doing shit. And then Josh Williams, who is not a small guy, right? Just starts like coming over. And the old guy's kind of trying to stop Josh. And so this is about to get really good, guys. Well, then security starts like running over, like the actual security from the front. And this dude f- books it. But it's just like, what the f- just happened? Like, Josh Williams is about to fight a guy right in front of me. My girlfriend thinks I'm getting arrested because cops are running towards me. But, uh, yeah, no, like, Josh Williams is just an amazing personality. He, uh, he did end up signing my fender. Thank you, Josh. But, you uh, no, I mean, he's, he's a great personality, and it's what the sport needs. He's a good driver, too. He's also got a development program. Uh, Mario Goslin, I think, ends up taking his drivers if they're, you know, showing talent. Josh is what the, the series needs. He got penalized today. One race penalty. Won't race a Coda. Honestly, not as bad as I was expecting. I was expecting totally three to it. six yeah. races. Absolutely. For the exposure he got, 100% worth it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, like, the reach that this whole thing has, has given him. Mm-hmm. Is incredible, and it, I'd happily take a one race one race suspension if I was him. He'll be all right. And it, I mean, he was joking on DVC uh, about. I guess he was talking to Adam Alexander. He's like, "Hey, if they don't let me race, can I get in the booth?" <laughs> and Adam apparently was entertaining the idea. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a surprise uh, Xfinity commentator. That'd be great. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I think too. I mean, on the penalty, it's or on the call to park it as well. I think that was kind of a interesting call. I think I've heard yeah. 
both sides of the argument one that like well if, you know chase didn't get a <laughs> didn't get called to the to stop park the car when his entire rear bumper is about to fall off uh at the roval um or you know x you know xyz like people aren't you know, bigger teens this is probably what it happened to which i agree with at the same time they were about 253 cautions in to that race or was it 254 <laughs> i can't remember it was um, it was 100% because they run out of their TV window. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so many right. They're just tired of it, so I think that's kind of the he was he was a scapegoat and 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they said, you know, he's going to keep dropping debris. We need to get him back, but or get him get him parked. But which I would semi argue is part of the DVP. Um, you know they they got to rush and get these things fixed. They can get them back out, out on track. I don't really know why we don't let them just take time and fix it. Like, right. I, I don't 100% understand that. Um, I guess it's to keep them from fixing cars that are way too bad and getting them out. But yeah, at the same time, they still kind of do that now and do it in less time than what is required. So And they have minimum speed to meet. So if it's that badly damaged, it'll be that far off the pace that so you can park them anyway. Yeah, and minimum speed appears to be not... That's true. Very low. Like, yeah. Like not very high. Like I, I, I don't know what minimum speed is, but I've seen some pretty slow damn cars out there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost like if you're getting passed by Rick Ware cars, you should probably park it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should really be the rule, a Rick Ware rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that. I mean, what was it? Ton of caution laps in that race. At Sixty-eight yellow laps out of one hundred sixty-three. Oh my god. Just how do I put it best? This is an embarrassment, which it was. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the cars were super loose, which is sort of surprising. That track's changing. Yeah. Well, it was only Xfinity that was super loose. But then again, I guess the cup cars are really stuck to the ground, <laughs> so. I don't know about trucks. trucks. I guess trucks make a shitload of downforce too, don't they? Yeah, trucks had problems. I mean, the cup cars even did. Uh, we saw it in qualifying. A couple guys spinning out. Ah, that was more dirty track, though, I think, than anything. Which, speaking of that, yes. what the hell did they do to the top lane of that track? I know. Throw it off. Do we not have a jet dryer or anything? It's like it's like they just set a sand truck around the top groove. <laughs> <laughs> like, every car that went up high is just kicking up all kinds of dirt. Like, what the hell are you doing? Speedy dry. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> there was an oil leak up there by the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the, the water line, the water main that runs over the top lane of the track had a burst. Yeah. Um, so they had to and, throw speedy dry down, yeah. Well, and speaking of the track, too, I'm shocked at how many patches and stuff were in the track. I know. Holy yeah. cow. The surface is only a year old. Like, yeah. that's, like there, it looked like Fontana. Like, there were seams going all the way around. There was patches and stuff like that. That was kind of wild. Who was it that mentioned that they, we th- like, think we remember them saying that they, like, put down <laughs> or, like, paved the track with something that's going to age quicker, like, meant to I remember them quicker. talking about it. Yeah, I don't know if they did it. Like you would think, they would have done that if they would have stuck with the original configuration. And if they, when they did this, they would decide, no, we want a surface that lasts forever. Because the idea is to make this like a pack race, and if your surface wears and they can't have grip, well, then you're not going to have a pack race. I'm just going to say somebody was either a genius in making it to where we have this <clears throat> quick decaying surface to where you can run a couple super speedway races and then move on you know after two years to the normal package or somebody was 
just completely dumb and they made it a quick decaying surface and they just completely missed you know the mark but yeah let's race the original package the normal package at mile yeah. and a half so let's see what we get i think that'd be really interesting i like seeing them play around with all the um you know setups even I just, more i just wish they would have waited to do the whole reconfig and let next gen have a couple races on the old one i don't know if we're getting into reconfig talk yet but i just well, why not get give next gen a shot because it was great on one and a half last year the track was pulling apart <laughs> i remember the last race yeah. they did there i think there was like a, a one hour red flag they had to patch a hole in the track yeah all right then, <laughs> hey, then then repave it and then in 10 years if it still sucks then you can make it a a play track i don't know was it elena that actually what where was the track that actually did have some kind of pipe burst and they had to like it was maybe not a pipe versus like a water pocket. And they had to drill into the track. To oh, like man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see it too, but it was just the product of us calling to crucify fans. I feel like mainly calling to crucify for the 1.5s because this gen six performed so poorly on them. And now we're like, well, shoot, <laughs> kind of where they've been performing the best. So I kind of wish we had them back, but I don't know. It is what it is. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think the, the, just on the cup race, I think the majority of the race was kind of a little bit tame, uh, at least in the first stages. I think that, I mean, someone made the point that I've, I think the cup guys maybe watched the Xfinity and the truck race and saw how horrible those were and how much caution fest were those. And then they decided, you know, we let's uh, let's maybe maybe reel it back a little bit um, and, you know, decided to to you know, not race as hard for the whole thing, but it, the ending was pretty good. Um, I felt like it was, a, they got a good race in there in the final stage and everything. Um, but overall, uh, the first, first bit was definitely tame. Um, that was a overall, I would say it was a okay race. I don't know. I don't know what y'all thoughts are on overall thoughts of the race. I, I blame the Fords for road in the first stage, at least. Um, cause I think, there were there was like seven of them and they were just linked up and it, they weren't moving out line and you're not doing anything with that if you're you know tenth place but there was there was some passing going on in the first stage um i mean hell chris rebel he went from last to top 10 i forget where he got first stage you know he was making moves other guys were making moves it was okay it was it was kind of boring i was ready to write off i was i was on a rant about super speedways saying how i don't like them and i think they're overrated uh because of this, you know, it seems like you either get one or two races, uh, you know, single file train forever or just absolute chaos. And I'm not a fan of either one, but I get it. They're trying to survive. They're trying to get stage points. I get why they do it. Um, so, you know, it was whatever for the first two stages. Then the third stage really saved the race. I thought the third stage was fantastic. And I would, I would almost say it was better than Daytona. Am I going to get crucified for that? Um, yes. Yes, <laughs> I I thought it was fantastic. You know, you could see that like it was the first time in a while where I felt like a super speedway race, super speedway skills mattered. Like you saw Joey Logano up there, you saw Denny Hamlin up there, you saw Brad Keselowski just controlling the lanes like a master that he is. Because I mean, I, like them guys, not they know how to super speedway race, and you got to see them, you know, you know, do their thing, and and it was awesome. Like I. You know, we talked about after Daytona how some of these play tracks tend to be like a crapshoot. This one wasn't. 
this one was won by skill. I mean, look at Corey LaJoy. We know how good of a super, of a super speedway racer he is. Got up there and got top five was fourth. Yeah. Um, fourth. So, you know, I've, I've felt like this one was really a skill based super speedway race. And I, I like that. That yeah. was, that was a cool change for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, speaking of which I did, uh, unfortunately lose my house because LaJoy did not win, <laughs> but I at least am still able to afford rent because I did also apparently bet top five. So, um, and he did get that. So I mean, good, good running for my man, LaJoy. Um, thought it was cool to see him running up there. I really, I had high hopes. I mean, he was kind of locked in there a few, a few lines back in the inside. Um, the last couple laps, then we started making those moves or outside wherever he was, then start making those moves here at the end. I was really hoping for something to happen. I was hoping, especially for maybe uh, Logano and Kizilowski to take themselves out, go up high, and LaJoy just have open lane on the bottom to take the win. But that didn't happen. Um, still top five. I think that's his career best finish, which I love. Um, but thought it was pretty, pretty solid performance from him so I'm, I'm happy about that i did notice too one thing i want to mention is the classic classic instance of blaney being left out to dry um i don't know if y'all caught that in the mm. first stage but you know they're coming to, what, what was it blaney and Cindric right behind him and uh he like logano in front and blaney like pulls low to try to get a run like i'll come to the come to the green uh not the green white checkered but the green and white checkered flag uh and i mean cinder just leaves him down there by himself links up with logano instead and they just scoot along to a to a stage win it's just, it, it seems like a consistent theme that blaney's kind of the odd one out when it comes to that team which is frustrating because he's like the only one i like on that team yeah i don't know if it's <clears throat> I, i've said it before blaney like lets his teammates cuck him all the time and i don't know if it's <laughs> I don't know if it's Blaney feels like he has to do that because you figure you got Joey Logano, who's pretty much the franchise guy at Penske right now. And then you also got Austin Cedric, who, you know, is there because of that. Silverspin. Um, right. So <laughs> does Blaney feel like he kind of has to give to those guys? But I don't know. I just I feel like Blaney tries to be Mr. Good Teammate and help them guys out, but they won't help him for a second. Yeah. It pisses me off because I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I, I like Blaney, but I don't like him other two. Yeah. So you know where Blaney would fit in really well, Hendrick. Mm. He does kind like, of feel like a bit of a Hendrick personality. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, he has too much personality Chase. for a Hendrick guy. I was gonna that's, say. that's true. Hey, that's true. hey, yeah. well, Ch- that's why Ch- he's not on Hendrick. Chase yeah, found his exactly. Chase found his Twitter login the past couple weeks, so he's, Ooh, he's yeah, working he's on it. In emphatic it's tweets, been so and, uh, exciting. Wow, I've been really enjoying following. Hey, those. at least he's tweeting. I'm just saying, Jordan Taylor had one single tweet so about funny. being in the nine car, and I'm already ready to give him sign him up, <laughs> sign, give him a contract. I'll buy a Jordan Taylor diecast tomorrow. This is God, my favorite. This is my, lane. Just like, listen to the drama behind this. He Hendrick quote or uh, Chase quote tweeted Hendrick yeah. said, "Not the same without you here," and he said, "Hopefully sooner than later, my friends." Wow, just I mean, truly. <laughs> so inspired. I mean, uh, I'd love to see drivers really showing their personality on social media really bringing letting it all out there you know um speaking of uh of of people during the race mike joy this is hot off the press five minutes ago i'm seeing this made a three tweet series to those stung by my keyboard warrior comments meant no disrespect those contribute on advanced sport small number here have an agenda they stirred the pot to suit their purpose and i should have ignored them 
Most of you know I welcome constructive criticism and suggestions for improvements from our most ardent, expressive fans, you, the Twitterverse. Your input is valued, your suggestions are read, some game traction, you see the results as updates are made. I'm done clapping back the few who offer only negativity, bleep, or personal attacks. Please actually bleep that in post. Thank you. Um, hope you enjoy watching Grace as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. It is a privilege not taken lightly in the labor of love. Thank you for all messages of support. Let's move on. Um, so Mike Joy has been getting some some flack on Twitter for uh, his comments against the people complaining about commercials and everything mainly. Um, this seems to be either a self-prompted or a Fox-prompted uh, response to those. Um, but Probably a little just, both. Maybe a little both, yeah. But I haven't minded it uh, the first couple times, but then the last time I was like, all right, Mike, give it a break. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that he's done making those comments. But um, anyway, just figured I'd mention that. This is hot off the press. Um, last thing I'll talk about with Atlanta um, is uh, the practice situation. I know we had... Um, Talked a little bit about our thoughts on practice, but um, obviously no practice on super speedways this year. Um, and there was talk about that during the broadcast. Was it during qualifying or was it during the race? I can't remember. I heard some during the race because they asked Tony about it as like a team owner yeah. perspective. That's right. Yeah. And Tony said this was actually something that the teams asked for, which was a new twist in the situation. A lot of us thought it was just something that NASCAR did on their own accord. Um, but. Um, they mentioned that there was a, uh, a a team owner request, which NASCAR obliged to. And Clint chimed in, said, practice doesn't make a difference. Um, what are our thoughts on uh, on that new twist in the story there? Um, I mean, I mean championships that... and Clint win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty clearly didn't practice too much, apparently. <laughs> practice don't make a difference for you, Clint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How I mean, much could help you? So here's my thing. We all we, have a ceiling, and yours is apparently hit before practice starts. I guess <laughs> some drivers benefit really well, right? So you got Kyle, Kyle Bush, Bush. Yep. exactly. Like Kyle Bush gets practice, or he races, you know, the truck race, Xfinity race. He's gonna run well in the Cup race. 2020, you take away practice from him, he didn't run well, right? And then we got drivers like Danica Patrick, who has a sim rig bought for her when she came to Cup. And she literally said on broadcast that it collected dust. How did Danica Patrick run? Mid-pack in a top-tier car? Like, practice means a lot to different drivers, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of sim time now, but... I don't know, you still gotta have just a shakedown for the car. We saw guys miss the Daytona 500 because they went out for qualifying and their car didn't run. Yep. So I don't know. Give me, I don't know, half hour, hour of time before qualifying. Let the teams just get out there. Yeah, that that's all I want. Like, obviously, the, the days of, you know, three one hour sessions a weekend are, are long gone, of course. But they, they need 45 minutes to an hour of just, hey shake down your car, make sure everything works and doesn't blow up. And then if you want to run more laps and risk, you know, wrecking your race car, then you have that luxury. Um, I know people I see on Reddit, they're like, Oh, well, like car only runs 16 races a year and they have 10 hours of practice every week. Well, they can do that and they need that because cars are hard to drive. I'm not saying we need 10 hours of practice, right? Even like F1, we just need an hour. That's all. 
But if the team owners ask for it, then I digress. But yeah, I mean, I, I think with the argument of I'm gonna say NASCARs are harder to drive, stock cars are harder to drive. NASCARs? Are you an idiot? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a stock car. It's a NASCAR <laughs> stock car. Okay, NASCAR NASCAR car. Okay, right, I'm gonna piss hey, off keyboard two, I'm gonna piss off two people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm because all two sets of people. NASCARs are hard to drive, <laughs> and they're harder to drive than Indy cars. Oh wow, Zach really go. going for them all day. Goodness gracious, alive! Wait, you mean a car that is not a high downforce is harder to drive than a high downforce car? That's wild. Yeah, weird. Okay, <laughs> no wonder I like how di- high downforce cars better on iRacing, right? <laughs> for uh, road course situations. Yeah, well, I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I I did not realize that it was teams asking for it, so. It definitely does mm-hmm. change my perspective on it, but uh, I don't know. And I, I think it's hard too if you say like, "Well, have practice." Some teams just go out for it. Well, then you're back to well, the rich teams can go out and practice all they want, perform better. The teams that can't afford to run, you know, now they're at a disadvantage. So I don't, I don't know. That's the one kind of devil's advocate to that. But I don't know. I, I, I it was definitely interesting to learn that piece of information. So pretty cool. I mean, you can make the same argument for sim time though. Like you know. Uh, how do how do sims work and how does mm. investing in all these sims how does that work you know the rich rich teams are always going to have an advantage you know they never save the team's money they just reinvest it in other places <laughs> right that's sort of the that's sort of the big joke behind everything um you know they're, they're not all of a sudden pocketing that extra money they're just putting it in something else right um so i don't know i have, I have a few thoughts on it like i think so we we talk about how the i mean who was it harvick saying about how you need to to switch the package up on these teams every once in a while to keep them on their toes. Well, the thing that practice does is it lets a team adjust the car and get it better and better, better, better. And when you have that, are we going to see less passing? Are we going to see more of those dominant runs where somebody just checks out and leaves the field? Now, I, I think, yes, I think it does lend itself to that. Um, I like the idea of, of a shortened practice, especially at like, I think, I think super speedway should have like a shortened practice. Like just, half hour like andrew said like a, a shakedown run let it go out make sure that, especially at daytona like with all the effort and time that goes into those cars let them get out there and just make sure the damn thing fires <laughs> and, and we'll turn a lap before qualifying <laughs> like you don't have to go out there and draft i doubt anybody would just let them go out and yep it'll it'll turn a lap we're good right um because because that was you know nothing's more deflating than that especially because you got to race your way in Right. Um, I guess if you don't have to race your way in, you can make an argument for it. you need it. Um, and in other places, you know, maybe an hour. You know, I don't think we need to go back to the days of however many hours of practice we used to have. Um, but you know, just just throw an hour up there. And I think you know the other the other arguments I've heard pro practice are uh, who was saying I think it was Denny who's talking about um, you know for for like betting. You know, one of the things that helps the sport grow is getting people. In, invested in betting in the sport um and without practice and having numbers to go by and see who's fast and who's doing what you're kind of going in it blind um so you know practice is beneficial for that it's been beneficial for storylines for you know the the broadcast um they talk about practice you know maybe somebody maybe somebody blew an engine in practice now they gotta start in the back or maybe they put it in the fence uh had to make some adjustments and this that and the other thing so it, it just adds some to the to the story of the race. And then I also think it brings value to the race fan that's at the track. Right. Um, it gives them something else to do. Are, are you going to have a packed house for practice? No, but it gives them, you know, something to, to go to and, and enjoy. Yeah. Um, so 
I don't know. It's and I get it's a cost savings, but I think sometimes NASCAR should tell the teams, you know, this is at the end of the day, this is the top form of motorsports in America. Sorry, IndyCar. No, top period. Um, honestly, let's be honest. Yeah, let's let's be real. Let's piss off um, Formula One fans now. Top echelon of motorsports. We're coming at them in the world. Coming at all you guys. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, hey, F one had three whole passes this week, guys. Whoa, oh, yeah, wow. that's a that's a might be Ooh, a record, boy. Though, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, you're gonna have to pay to play. Like that's, I think NASCAR should sort of push back. Sometimes it can't be all cost savings. I think you get to a point where you're starting to save costs at the detriment of your sport. Right. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to see us get to that. Point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's if it's in the team's hands and they don't want practice, then I guess that's where we're at. Yeah. There we go. Well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. So we'll see where we kind of go from there. Um, moving on to uh to before we move on to Coda, um, since we talked about Formula One, how about the old Alonzo? Back and forth, back and forth. Oh gosh! Um, took was... the FIA all of f- like forty-five minutes to deal out a penalty to Alonso, only to take it back. Um, FIA really give a NASCAR run for their money for worse officiating in motorsport. Um, thought that was... I think they, I think they have it. Honestly, NASCAR uh, yeah. is bad. But yeah. FIA is NASCAR's um, moments, but FIA is consistently, consistently terrible. bad. Yes, consistently. Um. It, I'm convinced the stewards turn on the TV and they're like, you know what? This is a good race. How can we fuck it up? <laughs> yeah. How can we make this boring? Uh, Alonzo penalty for being two, you know, two inches outside his butt. I mean, it was more than two inches, but at the we'll penalize yeah. him out of all the cars in the field right outside their box. Give him mm-hmm. a, a, a five second penalty. Oh, wait, did someone touch the touch the car like at four point nine nine seconds? Oh, you know what? Throw it in there again. Let's make this race mm-hmm. even more boring. Um. <laughs> You know, I, I feel like, and a good race is the enemy of the FIA. So, um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then Sebring, just uh, one other motorsport mention, just because it was notable. The uh, last hour was within the last hour of Sebring. Uh, you got the dude. It was within like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the leaders <laughs> all getting dumped in one corner. Uh, just yep. dodgy racing. Third. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. And if you didn't see it, it was. I think um, Penske Port. I think it was. One of the Penske Porsches was in first, and then the uh, Konica Minolta Acura was coming up to pass him, and they were dealing with traffic. Penske car, being a Penske car, pushes the uh, the Acura off. You know, <laughs> Penske, Penske loves push, them, baby. blocks. Yeah, baby. Um, shoves them off into the grass, and sure enough, it, he shoves them off on the left side. Well, there's a left-hander coming up. He's on the brakes, can't stop. Not even tries flashing his brights to be like, Hey, watch out. We're coming in hot. I have no control. Please, out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And it just cleans out the the first portion, and the second portion comes in and and runs into both of them. So that was that was something, man. (laughs) Yeah. What a time. I think only two uh, GTPs ended up finishing that. They were all (laughs) good lord. The rest of them were DNFs. Incredible. They were. I blame the broadcasters because, like, the whole time they're like, "We're ten hours in, and we've only had two retirements." Yeah, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. yeah uh-huh. it was an exciting yeah. finish, that's for sure. It was. Oh, yeah. It was really good. That's about the only the whole race bit awesome. I've watched of the whole thing. But I'm glad, uh, glad I did watch that little bit at least. So, what a time! Yeah, what a time! Yeah, it was good. Well, on to the the real motorsport. Um, back to NASCAR here. Moving on to yep. Coda this next week. First time seeing the new package. Um, really in action. Like we saw it at Phoenix, but. Like we talked about after the Phoenix race, I feel like this is really our first 
showing of the new package here. Um, obviously, first time on a road course, first time we may really see it, what kind of effects it has. Um, I'm pretty excited for that. Got a few guest drivers, Jordan Taylor, Jimmy, Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button. Um, curious to see how they do. Um, but the, any predictions for the race coming up as far as what we might see happen, what the new package might do? Um, I'm pretty excited for the new package. Uh, I know we we mock iRacing, and I'm not saying it's super realistic or anything, but like some of them corners, I was, I was running some laps getting ready for NIS this week, and some of those corners are awfully tight mm-hmm. and awfully slow. So I think that's where this is going to shine. Like I didn't realize how tight some of them corners were, like turn 12 and I think 13 and 16 or whatever, and that whole like stadium complex. It's a lot slower than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So this is going to kind of tell you, I think, a little bit about how Martinsville will run. Um, and I, I'm pretty excited to see that. Um, who we think will be fast, you know. You got your your normal suspects like Daniel Suarez. He was a rocket last year. I think he got what ended up happening. I think he stayed out for a stage win. Other guys flipped it. He got yep. back in traffic and then uh, got spun out, got a tire. Yeah, his his day was done after that. But he was he was a rocket before that. Um, who else? Uh, I don't think Chase did that hot last year, did he? I'd have to uh, go back and look. I'm not sure. I, I, I was I don't watching some of it today. And he was he was sort of struggling, which was you know you would be kind of surprised. Um, Tyler Reddick was fast in that eight car, so you know maybe look to Kyle Busch if if Randall Bennett and the eight team have that track figured out and they give him a fast car. Kyle Busch is definitely a good road course racer, so watch out for that. Um, who else we got? Well, so speaking of the eight car being fast there last year, I was looking at DraftKings today, and the head to head is Tyler Reddick versus Kyle Busch. Interesting. It is interesting to me because, I mean, you know, the car is going to be good because Tyler Reddick ran. I mean, he was top five most of the race last year. And Tyler Reddick's a good driver at road courses, but now he's in a Toyota, which was awful. Yeah, I'm taking Kyle Busch on that alone. Yep. But that's my point there. Just figured I'd throw it in since you mentioned it. But uh, no, I'm excited for this package uh, code is going to be where you really see it. You got the stadium section, you know, it's kind of a fast twisty area. Low downforce is really going to play a part. And then you got, you know, some long straightaways into some tight turns, man. I think this could be exciting. Uh, I think the loss of traction is really going to show itself. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I'm a little worried about though, is uh, stage cautions or like, no, the lack thereof. Yeah. That's yeah. the first time we're seeing that too. Right. Um, yeah. so, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. I mean, we all know how super consistent and non flip floppy NASCAR fans are <laughs> on what they want to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm wondering too, how NASCAR is going to be with cautions, you know, are they, cause we've, we've all seen times where they're like really itchy on that caution. I need a caution. You know, are they going to be looking to hit a caution for anything they see just to bunch the cars up? Uh, or are they going to take this opportunity to say, this is what you guys wanted, and we're not going to call a caution for anything, <laughs> <laughs> and just let this race go green? Because, I mean, if this goes green, flag to flag, it could get really strung out, and it might be a careful what you wish for sort of situation. I mean, I like I like a green flag race for what it does for strategy, because, I mean, I feel like the stages you know what everybody's going to do. The top 10 are going to stay out to get stage points, right. and everybody else is going to pit and flip stage. Um, so it, it's just going to be interesting because I think it, 
if it goes green, it's definitely gonna get strung out. And if it gets strung out, people will be like, "Oh, this is boring. Bring back stages." Absolutely. Well, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm all the way, are. I'm yeah. all the way up here in Iowa, right? And I can tell you right now, I see debris in turn eleven, and NASCAR is gonna throw that red flag or the yellow flag, and it's most likely a Rick Ware car. Let's be honest. <laughs> or yep. at, at the beginning of the season, it was Eric Amarola. So. It's going to happen. They're going to throw, you know. But do you think NASCAR wants to take this as an opportunity to show, aha, you see, stages <laughs> are good because everybody like. They're going to do what they fans, did last week. Fans have been complaining about stages, not just in road courses. Fans can play about stages and everything. Like you see people saying, I want stages gone. Get rid of them all together. So this could be, you know, I'm not saying they'll leave a car out there on the track, but, you know, this could be an opportunity for them to sort of. Step away from that caution light, you know, I mean, let this thing play out. Let people get annoyed. Right. This kind of goes back to my point at Phoenix is we've always said we want cars that are hard to drive. And now that they're hard, you know, they were harder to drive at Phoenix, but the race was boring because it was just so strung out. Obviously, the leaders still, you know, could, still could hardly make a pass for a lead. But like, we think we want all these things. We think we want cars that are going to be spread out and hard to drive. So I don't care if they're not near each other as long as they're hard to drive. But then it's like we're sitting there like, dang i'm bored you know what i mean it's like <laughs> you're gonna have boring races no matter what but like i wonder if this is kind of one of those things too where it's like we think we know what we want and we ask for no i mean i was definitely in that camp i've been in that camp still think i am but of no cautions on road courses like let those run out but um or no cautions on stages for road courses but uh, i am curious too to kind of see if that's actually what we want and kind of see what the product ends up being um i hope it's good i'm excited to see still kind of like strategy plays i mean like you're gonna have the same thing of like i don't know i don't know actually how much you'll have that is like pitting trying to pit before the stage or whatever but um curious to see how maybe strategies do change because of the change and everything but yeah i wonder if this is actually what we want or if we're gonna ask for him back you know man yeah. i just realized they killed the betting market stage one bets on road courses were amazing you could get like michael mcdowell at plus three thousand to win stage one and you go from like <laughs> Being in eighth place, everybody pits with two to go, and he's right. first. And you're like, yeah, yeah. money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of sucks for the betting market. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. I will say one thing I'm, I don't know how excited I should be for it, but I'm excited to see a guest road course driver in a good car. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like a lot of times, my biggest complaint with like Kimi Raikkonen coming in or these guys who are like do the one-offs and like a Rick way racing car is okay. Yeah. These guys are coming in to be road course ringers, but they're still in a piece of trash equipment. Like I'm sure that third track house car is not like, you know, top of the like not it's definitely not the same as the rest of their cars like good quality stuff. i mean i guess you say that but what what could be different like at least in track house you definitely have a point when you're talking rick Ware because then you got like different <laughs> engines and all that bullshit right but when you're talking in the shop like that's sort of the part the point of this car is within the shop yeah all cars coming out of it should well, be the same you say Unless that but like they talk i mean corolla joy talks about all the time out you still have your a b and c and d tier motors these teams are buying from these teams so I guess that's the question. Are they are they getting because that's really the only thing that could be different. Right. So are they getting well, the, Kimi the good motor or not? Yeah, I, 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 I just don't think they are. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they are. And it's really that much different for this guy to, you know, Kimi to try to drive that car to where he's not, you know, in the top 10. I don't I don't know where he finished. Other do, races, you think, but I, do you think Tim, Kimi would come in, you know, being Formula One? He's definitely not a poor guy. Do you think he would come in and say, hey, I, I'll, I'll spot you? 
the extra 20 uh, grand. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. No? I think they're here for, I mean, as much as I'd love to think they're there, the kinds of their own heart and the day they're business people, they're there to make a check or do something, you know? So I, I don't think they would front cash to a team just to run a better engine. I'd like to think they would, but I don't, I don't think they would. Um, it's hard to say. And I'm sure with Jordan too, they're even probably telling him like, Hey, like, what happened to Kimmy in his first race? I can't. No, we're talking about that's a great. You know, that's what I wish I remembered. I don't remember. He, um, did he get wrecked out? He got wrecked out. It wasn't his fault. I think it he was, was doing um, okay before that. Coming off the back, the bus stop at the Glen, he got caught up. I think it was in uh, Austin Dillon's uh, shit, and he just got caught up with it. Well, let me do. Let me do some quick research real quick. He talks amongst yourselves. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't think Daniel Ricardo. Danny Rick, what about him? Yeah, where, where the hell is he? He wanted to run NASCAR. Where the hell is he? See, he says that, and then he says again, like once there's actually an opportunity for him to in that car, you know, he says, "Oh, I don't, know. I don't want to do ovals." It's like, all right, Rick, Danny, come on. I like Danny, but it's like put your money where your mouth is, Danny. There's this car yeah. that's made for people like you to come race in it. You're gonna say, well, I don't. Uh, he he will eventually. He's just I hope. he he just got his twenty five million dollar McLaren check. He's ch- he's chilling right now. Yeah, I'd like to see him in the uh, track house. What do they call that car? Yeah, Project ninety one. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Remember if it was, what's the what's the Le Mans car? It's like fifty two or something like 56? that. Fifty six. Garage fifty six. Yeah. I, I keep getting them confused. Um, I keep wanting to say Garage fifty six for this car, but. I saw I Justin Marks mention uh, Valentino Rossi, which for me as a motorcycle racer, I would love to f- see. But yeah. yeah, Daniel Ricardo's probably my number two that I'd love to see in the car. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just I, I hope they I hope they haven't told Jordan to hold back, and like I hope they actually let him kind of race hard, like race how he would anyway. But at the same time, or I feel like they're just there to make they're just gonna tell him, hey, just finish. You know what I mean? So I I, I think Jordan Taylor, they're gonna say, let it rip. I hope yeah. they're gonna let I, it. I think more of anyone. Big NASCAR yeah. guy. Yeah. More so Josh Barry, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think everyone needs to chill the heck out on Josh Barry. He's right. just being told, get the car home, do the best you can, but but get the car home. I think Jordan Taylor being Mr. Chevy, you know, he's a GT racer. He's working on the garage fifty six car. He's tested at Coda. Like I think there's letter rip, son. Yeah. You'll get it. Uh, I I am looking at Kimi Raikkonen right now. It is stage two, lap Wait, six. He's in your house? Yeah, he's in my house. <laughs> so, Kimi, Kimi, how'd you, Kimi of ask him how he finished in his last race. Uh, he can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at lap six of stage two, and he is just now passing Chase Elliott for P9. Jeez. So he was he was doing okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe I'm wrong then about that track house car. I can't find the wreck, but yeah, see, walking through. Maybe I'm wrong then about that car. Maybe it's just, it actually is that. I mean, but Kimmy's driven. Justin Mark seems too to me like the guy who wouldn't like. That's a good point. I don't know. Don't like care. he just. Why would you put all this together? Get some F1 superstar, right? And give him a crap motor. That's a good point. Save cost. They're gonna go for it. Yeah, they're going for it. Oh, here's the wreck. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Live, no, I mean, I'm excited play. for this race. I mean, obviously, Jordan Taylor has more uh, personality than the NASCAR field altogether. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Kimmy, Button, great to see G- them. Jimmy, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy at a road course. Yeah, excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it looks like... <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Ross gets into uh, no way. 
Austin Dillon, and I what? think that sort of stacked up the uh, the field and the bus stop because they're like too wide. You're and just... Kimmy just sort of gets shuffled out. So Austin and Dillon wrecked him. That's what I heard from that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good to know. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I'm not saying every incident is Ross's fault, but it, it's wild how many he's around. Yeah. <laughs> like even, even just like Atlanta, like with with Kevin Harvick, I was ready to jump on him. I did jump on on Ross, and I I, I had to retract some some Twitter posts because like all right, he didn't hit him. But it's like it's it's still like Ross is there. Of course he is. <laughs> right. He got to He just finds a way to be around those stuff. Those kind of things all the time. I mean, it's like the Irish yeah, are always say they have bad luck. It's like, mm, do you have bad do luck, you? or do you just fail to see situations <laughs> developing in front of you, or guys yeah. who can't hold their line? You hold them on their door. Then oh, they've drifted up. Oh well, yeah, duh. They've been drifting up into everyone every past twenty laps. Anyway, but <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach, and I ran into that guy Sunday night. Oh yeah, we did. That's great. Oh, yeah. It's never his fault. It's everybody <laughs> else's fault that he hit them. I didn't realize it. Never mind. I'll stop there. But, um, I, uh, yeah. So, Coda, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. Excited to see the. Do you care about the choose, choose rule? I, I mean, no. I like they extended it to all tracks, honestly. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of them implementing it, but holding back on certain tracks. So, I, I like that. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, but. I don't think so either. You know, it's a road course, but. Especially when they're like twenty wide going into turn one at Coda anyway, um, but it is I will be kind of curious to see. Well, and so we talked about the you know stacked field in the Cup race. We also got some bush guys or bushwhacking guys. You got Cup drivers racing Xfinity. You got Elmerola, Byron Gibbs, and Truck Series. You got Bowman, Chastain, Kyle Busch. I mean that just I don't know, adds to it for me. A little more excitement. Yeah, it's a good weekend of racing. I think coming up. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I, I like Coda. I know it's Zach's favorite track too. To to and you know the entire world. So no, Zach's excited for it. I don't mind watching it. I don't <laughs> mind watching races on it. I just hate driving a stock car on it. Yeah. in i racing, it's awful. Yeah, I'm practicing in i racing. Yeah, gonna be me. Um, <laughs> did we? Uh, so moving on a little bit. Did we update the kill count at all? We didn't. Um, I, was I didn't say, know what I've, to do for the Harvick testing. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird to it's, me. I wouldn't put that on anybody. That just nah, happened. It's kind of an accident. Just, yeah. Racing. Yeah. I mean, I think and if that, you really wanted to argue, you could say it was on Ross because of me. He might have done something to the air to Harvick, but I think that's a weak argument. So yeah. I, I'd just say it was that's like saying. Deal. I mean, yeah, it's been saying what happened. It's like he just got him air loose by being right on his bumper. Like, God forbid he be right on his bumper at a super speedway race, you know? So. Yeah, I think I think I don't think that's on him as much as everyone likes. And even I wanted to put it on him at the moment um, was uh, definitely not on him. I wouldn't say, but I mean, that yeah. was pretty much it. We had the uh, Bubba spinning himself. Yeah. Was there anything else? There wasn't. Yeah. I'm a roller loser, but he had a cut tire. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we're what, five weeks in and Byron's still leading at 11. Yeah. Look at that. So but we did update it because there's no updates. After. So there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boom. Well, after that hundred point penalty, he's still leading something. Congratulations. <laughs> well, moving on to the survivor pool. Um, Zach, you want to give us the updates from last week? Sure. Um, so I'm on a winning streak somehow. Wow. Sick drag, uh, dude. Okay, cool. No, no. All right. Maybe I should. Why would you, you volunteer to take over this fiber pool? I see why now. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I just I changed, changed the text when you guys aren't looking. <laughs> um, 
So I came in first with Brad K, who finished P2. Uh, and then it was Drake with uh, LaJoy, was an impressive P4. Come on. Uh, and then Andrew had Blaney, who finished seventh, which is impressive considering he had that speeding penalty. I thought yeah. his day was done at that point. That pit lane especially. Uh, and then Joe uh, finished it out with Austin Sender, who got uh, P11. So Joe. that's how we did Atlanta. So, Joe, you are up, sir, for Coda. I'm going to go with AJ the Dinger. AJ the Dinger. That's a good one. All right. It's a good pick. He was he was fixing to win it until uh, Ross decided, no, you ain't. Yep. <laughs> cool. Sounds familiar uh, with, uh... <laughs> with Ross. Was that, didn't he, wasn't what no bowman pun and dinger at coda last year wasn't that the case i remember that like last lap no that was ross punning dinger Dinger into bowman that's right dinger dinger moved ross to get him like he got him a little loose going into one of them stadium corners and and went around him then ross just yeeted dinger yeah yeah (laughs) he said okay times (laughs) a (laughs) hundred and sent him and took bowman with him and there's there's a funny I'm I'm proud of it. There's a funny meme on the Green White Checkered uh podcast uh Twitter page about about uh, the events. So go over there, check it out. Um all right, so AJ Almendinger for Joseph. Mm-hmm. And then we are on who goes next? I already forgotten. Andrew. Uh, Andrew. All right, so if I pick the nine car, that's it for Chase yes. and okay. Yeah, I'm going to join Taylor. I'm gonna take the best driver that's ever been in that car. And I'm putting him <laughs> as my pick this week. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great pick. That's who I was gonna go with. But yes, uh we did have a discussion since Chase is in sort of a weird situation. Uh you could technically pick the nine car three times before the playoffs with Chase and Josh Berry and, and Jordan. So we decided that you get one pick of the nine car. Hold on, uh, hold on. So the Chase season. is the third best driver in that car this year? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Joe, okay. Third, third best driver in your own car. That's tough. Okay, Joe, take your silence as an agreement. Okay, cool. Um, my, I think it's my pick. Um, just want to get to it for Joe can reply. I think just as kind of a throwaway pick, this is one off. I think I got to go Jensen Button. Um, I know he's in the was it the fifteen this week? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't expect a whole lot from him, but it is also Jensen Button. So high hopes. Yeah. 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 Not bad pick. It's a great pick, actually. It's a great pick. I'm going to go with uh, the guy who showed all the speed last year until he got f- uh Daniel Suarez. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what he can oh, do. I like can... Suarez's pick. I hope, I'm hoping he qualifies well and can just take off. I said yeah, that last week, too, when you picked Brad K, that I liked your pick. So Suarez is probably yeah. going to win it for you again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be pretty wild to go for one row. <laughs> Uh, but the, the, uh, also, there has been a, a change of the guard as far as the lead. I am now leading with 15 points. Joe and Andrew are tied for second with 12, and then Drake has 11. I'm getting I my throwaways recount. here. Recount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a making a late season push here. I'm uh, getting my throwaways out of the way and hey, it's, save it's my a, good picks for late. Strategy. Well, you just got to hope that the good picks don't burn out when you pick them. That, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, well. I think that's about all we got. Um, thank y'all for listening as always. Shout out to... Yeah, I, got, I got a couple early bets oh. to look at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Missed the bets. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? Jordan Taylor, plus 4,000 to win it. I, I, just throw a little bit on it, right? Put my house paint on it. 
Okay, we're going to the house, and then uh, the lease payment on the top ten, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you gotta kind of look at Suarez at plus 1,500. Uh, Bowman, if he had his crew chief, I'd be in on. I'm probably out. But why the fuck is Carl... Or Carl? Kyle Larson the favorite? <laughs> That's a great like, question. He is the favorite to win this weekend, Kyle Larson. Wh- huh. He's never won here. He's not a road course racer. He was when he was running that cheated car, but yeah. That, yeah, that so. just further proves my point. How many wins do you have this year versus his teammates? <laughs> yeah. hmm. uh, so, Jordan Taylor... Drake plus- and I share a theory that in 2020, uh, uh, Hendrick cheated that car up. Juiced it up to get Larson his name back. And uh, now here we sit. Or was that 21? 21, 21, 21, yeah. Which uh, is just Jordan further Taylor- reported every time he doesn't win. Yeah. Jordan Taylor plus 500 top five. I could see him being there kind of thinking Kimmy, but I'm going to wait for practice speeds most likely. And Justin Haley top 10 uh, Xfinity Ty Gibbs plus 500. Oh, you got, yeah. Yeah. Almondingers plus 200, which I'm not betting anything below plus 300 for a race, right? It's so random. Anything can happen. It's not worth it. So Ty Gibbs plus 500. Josh Williams at plus 50,000. He's not in the race. You're going to get refunded. Bet it. Bet the house. I'm in. <laughs> I'm <laughs> putting my Josh other Williams. house on that one. Okay. Yep. Uh, trucks. Bowman. Uh, the odds aren't up lest I check. Oh, they are up now. Plus 600. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Kyle Bush plus 150. Fuck no. I'm not <laughs> even going to bother putting that with some college. I- I'm not going in on it. It's a road course. No, I'm I'm done with that. So, and then, yeah, uh, I'm actually going Reddick over Kyle Bush for head-to-heads. So, get fuck Zach. You're an idiot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a general statement that had nothing to do with what you said. He just, <laughs> I just want to get that off his chest real quick. <laughs> um, well, great. Yeah, sounds like uh, I'll uh, be able to afford five more houses after Jordan Taylor wins and Josh Williams. Um, so feeling pretty good about my odds here. Um, but yeah, that's about it folks. Well, thanks for listening. Shout out to, um, self-proclaimed listener of the week, Brian Hicks, um, said he's a <laughs> listener of the podcast when I was in a stream earlier. So thanks Brian for tuning in. Um, if you, you want to be, league yet? oh yeah, we do need to sponsor the slim rock league. Um, Hicks, get at me. Hicks. Yeah. Hit up picks by fits here. Uh, but be sure to follow us on all socials at GWC pod. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know uh, why Zach's opinions are all wrong and why mine are all correct. Um, and I think that's about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. We're on Apple, Bye. Google, and Spotify too. Subscribe. Have a At great the weekend. GWC pod on Twitter. I already said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. More promotion. We are professionals. <laughs> um, I missed that part. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I don't think we mentioned that yet at GWC Pod. Thanks, guys. See you on week. Twitter? Um, no. Okay. At the GWC Pod. Love you. Do we have a website? That's my bit, Joe. Shut <laughs> up. Do we have a website? Do we? Do we? No. No. no, we don't. no. Coming soon. There's a giveaway coming soon, also. Giveaway coming soon. Giveaway. So, I don't know which one to give away. We got multiples. Multiple giveaways.
I love you.